You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of Take About Podcast. Oh, my goodness. I'm your host, Eli Tokash. I am so excited to be with you all this week. We have such an exciting episode lined up for us today. Um, we have a bit of a new, uh, kind of keeping with this new theme of uh, introducing new fields of the entertainment industry as a whole. We have Bowen Yang, who is currently starring in SNL, being a superstar. Uh, you may know him uh, most recently, like the, one of the more famous skits that he's done was The Iceberg Who Sunk the Titanic. It was everything that you wanted to be it was absolutely comic genius um so i can't wait to uh share everything with you all this week about snl and kind of more of the tv and film side of the industry while also fangirling over broadway um and it's just a it's a great interview and it was um gonna be the 50th episode but due to scheduling with everything opening back up it's getting harder to schedule stuff so things happen so speaking of things opening up let's talk about what is happening okay the tickets for broadway shows are like available it's it's actually like hitting it, it's it's happening and we're gonna we're gonna be blessed with a start from hamilton lion king and wicked all on the same day september 14th and then after that, as I kind of expected, I don't know if it was like everything like business wide or anything, but as expected for me, I'm going to say the other shows are going to be opening at scattered dates. So there won't be like a full official day of like, oh, Broadway is fully reopening. Let's celebrate. It's all kind of just going to be happening at different times and at everybody's own pace and time for people that need to you know, do rehearsals and do uh, some tech things and need to do auditions and stuff like that. Um, so really, it's just going to de depend on show to show. But um, thankfully, we have many shows that have announced their return as well the, uh, of the openings and the dates. So I'm going to read uh, most of them off right now. So as I said, we're going to be blessed with Hamilton, Lion King, Wicked, and also Chicago, uh, September 14th, which are shows that like, have been on Broadway for quite some time and they're all kind of just like solidified and they're like set. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Dear Evan Hansen opens up at that date as well, but there has not been an announcement about the date of Dear Evan Hansen's reopening. So stay tuned there. Uh, and then following that will be uh, six, which previews will begin on september 17th so they'll start performing september 17th and then after that come from away on september 21st aladdin september 28th tina october 8th and carolina change october 8th 
Ain't Too Proud October 16th. Jagged Little Pill and Mrs. Doubtfire will be starting performances October 21st. Obviously, Jagged Little Pill is already opened. Doubtfire is not quite yet, so those will be their start of their previews, and they will open December 5th. Um, so interestingly enough, it's going to be about a month and a half of uh, previews, which is kind of rare, but amazing for them. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera will be October 22nd, Diana December 1st. Uh, obviously, they have that little Netflix release before then. MJ, the Michael Jackson musical, December 6th. Company, December 20th, and The Music Man, December 20th. So right now, that's 18 Broadway shows that have uh, scheduled their opening dates. And um, obviously, hopefully, we'll have more information of the other shows uh, who have yet to announce all very shortly because, you know, things are happening and tickets are already on sale, which, by the way, go try and get your tickets now because... I mean, granted, Broadway shows will always be pretty expensive, but um, right now they're kind of at reasonable prices. They're like face value right now, so it's not like you're going to be going through a seller or anything like that on like StubHub or anything like that. It's just face value, and uh, you can get some pretty good deals. You can get a ticket for what they are actually going for and not someone trying to make money off of them, so that's always a good thing um so go check those out there's lots of tickets available i will be getting my tickets very soon i'm very excited about it and by the way i'm so curious to know what everyone's first broadway show is going to be when it reopens but i'm also curious to see what mine is because i still haven't made the decision yet i was debating between mrs doubtfire and company but now that like everyone's kind of announcing their dates of reopening at different times, I feel like I'm just going to see whatever's available at whatever date, like the nearest date as possible. Um, probably not like Hamilton and Wicked and all of those because those are already sold out and super expensive. So we'll see how it goes. And I'll obviously like keep you all updated and I can't wait. So if you already bought your tickets and everything like that, Post it on Instagram if you haven't already um, and tag me. I'm so excited to learn what show everyone is looking forward to when Broadway reopens. So, uh, so yeah, that is uh, Broadway. But with that being said, there have been off-Broadway shows. Everyone's talking about, oh, what's going on with that? There hasn't been much talk about that. Well, actually, their Broadway shows ha have um, only three Broadway shows have announced that they're going to be reopening and at what date. And those three shows are Little Shop of Horrors on September 21st, The Play That Goes Wrong on October 15th, and Jersey Boys on November 15th. More are expected to come to be announced soon with uh, either that they are opening or that they will not be. I assume Trevor will be opening for those of you who are like Trevor fans and are interested in seeing that show. They have not released a date yet, so when that does happen, when when all of these shows really release dates, I'll obviously keep you all updated on that because it's exciting times. So get tickets now, and something that you should also be getting now is the is 20% off your new favorite water bottle with the code ELI20 at awalalife.com. I promise you guys this will be your new favorite water bottle. You will drink more water than you ever have before, and I'm not even trying to be like, an ad read about it right now i'm just like talking about my own personal experience uh get 20 off and uh today 
when you're listening to this on Thursday is the last day to enter the giveaway on the Take About Instagram, where we are giving away a free Owala water bottle, as well as uh, some Take About merchandise and stickers. So go check that out uh, at the Take About Instagram. It's Take About Podcast, and uh, it's some great things going on. And and obviously, we post all of the great things and episode highlights and all of that. So go follow our Instagram while you're at it. But with this all being said of buying things now and these tickets, while we're looking at tickets, I've been looking at a lot of them. I can't decide like where I want to sit when I do go back to reopening, but I know it's going to be somewhere in the house. (gasps) What does that mean? Oh my goodness. Let's turn it over to the drama dictionary. I'm so cheesy. I'm so sorry, but I loved it. Um, The drama dictionary word of the week is house. So Obviously, like, it's not like a house, like, we're like, you're living in a house if you're listening to this, probably, or an apartment, I don't know. Um, but, like, a house, right? So, this is, like, the term that theater people use as the audience. So, like, the section, of course, of the stage is called the stage, where, like, we perform on, but then the house is where all the audience members sit. So... We've talked before, I think, of house right and house left and uh, stage right and stage left and how those flop when uh, depending on what side of the theater you are on or what side you're facing or whatever it may be. Um, But yes, the house is the entire basically audience section of a theater. So that includes the orchestra, which is the lower level. That includes the mezzanine and orchestra as well. Um, which are like the higher levels and everything like that. So it's basically like a house for the audience. And uh, that's going to be like the little house that we perform to. So if you didn't know that, now you know. So go get a ticket to whatever show that you want to see. Go get a ticket to sit in the house at a Broadway show when Broadway reopens sometime in like September, October, November, or December. Uh, You're welcome. Love it. House is the word of the week. And enough with this stuff, enough with the fun and games. Let's turn it over to one of the greatest take about interviews that we've ever had. Um, It's so insightful and hilarious because it's Bo and Yang. um, And I had a great time. So let's turn it over to Bo and Yang. Bo and Yang, curtain up. Okay, everyone. So we have a fierce star on the show this week. This comedy, acting, and literally just like a legend of everything became the first Chinese-American, the third openly gay male, and fourth ever cast member of Asian Descent on SNL. He is currently doing double duty, also being a star in Nora from Queens as Edmund. So he's doing all the things, and we're so excited to have him this week. So welcome to Take a Bow, Bowen Yang. Hi, Eli. Thank oh you for that God. intro. Oh my God. This is 
everything that I ever wanted. You're so welcome. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the intros. I, I love hyping people up and I feel like it's a great time to do that. It is. Yeah, it's a great time. So let's talk about this whole journey that we've you've taken and that we're all watching you on. But that you and I have been, I thought you were going to say that this journey that you and I have been on because we've, we, we, we've, we've worked with each other. We have worked with each other and it's in the, this stupidest show called Johnny Glazer Loves Gear. It's a pretty dumb show, but we um, love it. It's, it's amazing. It's everything that you want. And especially like with you as like spurt, which spurt. is like a spurt sports expert. And yes. just like it's it's iconic. So it's <laughs> it's amazing and everything that you want. Before we get into all of this, let's start at like the beginning. Like what yeah. why like why are we doing this? Like why are we here? What got you into like comedy, theater, movies, all of that stuff? The way the place it started, I guess was when I first moved to the U.S., I, so I, was, I, I was I was growing up in Canada in Montreal, where like the comedy there, the the, the French Canadian sensibility for comedy is like wacky, oh wacky. It's like so strange. But, like right. growing up, it was like watching like Mr. Bean with my parents because we didn't have cable, and so like that was like my like exposure. But then like we would we would like there's this festival in Montreal called Just for Laughs, and we would oh, go, okay. and it like you know takes over the whole city, and then um, we would go downtown and just like walk around and there would be like you know outdoor stages where there'd be free comedy shows and um i'd always be like oh my god that just looks so fun but I, that was like the first like seedling that was planted in my brain that i was like "Ooh, is that oh something i want to do right. and then we moved to the u.s and then like i mean i just moved i just went to different schools i kept like just changing schools growing up and then but there was something that happened especially when i moved from you know quebec to colorado uh, aurora colorado Amazing. new denver um <clears throat> Where like you just had to adapt, and then the way that you ingratiate yourself in like a new environment is, is just by like trying to like be like a clown or something, or just right. be like you know like just you know just making people laugh is was just like the way that like I like tried to make friends. I don't know like how successful I was, but right. But it was this identity that people like sort of like kind of threw at me like by like the first month I was I was in the US they were like oh Bowen like I had cheered up enough girls who were crying at recess in the fourth grade right. for people to be like Bowen you're funny and I was like oh okay I guess I'm funny and like I really ran with it yes and then like really got into um like Nat TV which is this old sketch show back in the day and SNL and then uh-huh there'd be this like block like where I would watch like Seinfeld and the Simpsons and like all these like syndicated sitcoms. Right. And, and that was sort of like my, my way in. Yeah. Yes. Period. Uh, all the uh, iconic comedy shows of period. our generation. <laughs> well, I guess like, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. timeless, they're like timeless TV. So like, it's, yes. it's incredible. Um, but like, talk to me, like you went to NYU in like the chemistry department like yeah you're like what what was that like and then like how do you go from like doing that and then being like oh I want to be a performer I don't want to do this it it was all I mean the chemistry thing was kind of like a ruse because I mean I in high school I, I had this teacher who was my calculus teacher who was also um, an assistant director at this improv theater downtown in Denver oh my God. and he sponsored the improv group so there was like the drama club in high school and like all the kids like were hung out in drama club, but then like if you were like really funny and like really cool, you were part of the improv group, which like funneled right. funneled funneled in from the drama club. And so there was always and of course you were part of the cool group, right? In the improv group, 
I mean, I was I auditioned my fr- my <laughs> the first two years and I didn't get in. And then finally, my junior oh. and senior year, I got in. Of course, but it was like such a fight. And then, um, but then that's when like I like, but then that's when like I kind of got obsessed with like comedic perform. And then and then like it, like that was like my drive to like go to college. I I like I didn't know what I was going to major in. But then I watched enough Grey's Anatomy to be like, I guess I could be a doctor. That looks fun. <laughs> I mean, I, tru- I truly like had no like actual concept of like what it meant. But I was like you know what, I'm good at, I'm good at science kind of. And it's something that'll make my parents happy because they're raising an eyebrow at me liking improv this much. Like right. I would go like in high school, I would go downtown to perform every now and then. And they'd be, they'd be like, Bowen, like this is, this is kind of like taking up, uh, taking up a lot of your time. Like more like you should be, you know, just trying to like focus on like getting into college or just like doing stuff in college. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. But then like, when I would visit colleges, I'd like always ask them, like, do you have an improv group here? Do you have like a right. comedy group here? And then, and then I ended up going to NYU. Um, and then there was an, there was an improv group there that I really liked that I was like stalking on the internet, on the internet yes. and like Facebook days. <laughs> oh I would like, I would like stalk them like right before I went to NYU in the spring before I went and then auditioned and then, and then was on the improv group, but then everyone else was a Tish kid at NYU. Right. Um, I mean, every every other every other kid in the improv and the sketch group at NYU were like right. were like Tish kids. Um, but I was just you know this like odd person coming in from the chemistry department, being like, "Hey, I like I like it comedy too, comedy too." Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was that was it. But then but then the chemistry thing was like me sort of delaying like kind of like trying to like take cover behind like academics again uh-huh. and like me being like i don't actually want to pursue i mean lying and telling people no this i think comedy is just a hobby and i don't think i want to you know go through with it after college but then i mean right. i secretly did and then i graduated with i secret yeah and then i graduated <laughs> with this chemistry degree and then didn't really and then and then afterwards was like oh i can't go to i can't go to med school I was taking my MCAT, which is just which is this exam you're supposed to take uh, to like help you get into like that just like is d- determines how um, which med schools you get into. And I took the MCAT for the Uh-oh. second time after I graduated college, and then I got to the short answer portion. And then I re- I remember this interview that Steve Carell did, where, oh he, where he where he was yeah like before he like there was a time where after he graduated college he was thinking about going to law school because he was kind of struggling as a, as an actor himself, and then he got to the essay portion of the law school application and he was like, I can't do this. Right. And then I like had that, I, that, I like in, that, that quote like immediately came to me as I was taking this MCAT and I was like, I can't do this. Like, like I like Steve Carell, like took over my brain and I was just like, I can't right. follow through. So then I avoided my test score and then I left and I was like, I think I'm going to try and I told my parents and they were very confused, but I was like, I think I'm going to try and do this comedy thing and take classes and, and try to yeah. just book book stuff here and there on TV, like little under fives, like right. get into SAT, and then like, they'll be like, "What are you going to do about health insurance?" I was like, "Well, I got to like get enough jobs to like you know, just to get health insurance or whatever." And so that was right. that was it. Yeah. Wow, we love that journey for you. What that's so <laughs> that's so fun and like so unique that like. I don't even know. Like chemistry, I could not. We love a smart actor. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm smart. <laughs> if you're good at science, I consider you smart. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh my god, this is incredible. And of course, Steve Carell. Like, who's not inspired by Steve Carell? Everyone's inspired by Steve Carell. Do you have like? Do you have like a favorite like comedian who you like? Kind of like is a role model for you. 
I mean, growing up, it was a lot of, it was a lot of like, like Margaret Cho, like as a person, I was like, I couldn't believe like who she was and like what kind of jokes yeah. she was telling on stage. She's, she's this like stand-up comedian who like had like a big, like gay audience. And she talked about, you know, she did impressions of her mom. She did impressions of her dad. <laughs> she would, she would always talk about, um, you know, like if she had a, if she had a kid, she would want it to be, she would want him to be gay and all this stuff. And it was like, at the time, like, this is like, you know, like 15, 20 years ago, like it right. just seemed like no one else was kind of talking about things in that way. And it just felt really kind of revolutionary. And then it was her, it was, um, you know, I mean, my era of SNL when I was growing up was like Will Ferrell and Tina Fey and Molly yes. Shannon and, Maya Rudolph, Nana Gasteyer, Rachel Dratch, Amy Poehler. It was like that era. And like, I really took to that. And then even in high, and then in high school, it was like Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, Andy Samberg. So like, I grew up with like a really, right. really crazy stretch of SNL. And I was like, but I never thought to myself, like, I'm going to be on that show. Was, I was just like, oh, I'm obsessed with this show. And I think I will just be a fan for the rest of my life. Because like, right. I, I don't ever see myself. Like, I don't know that someone like me would ever be on that show or what they would do and like how they would fit in with the rest of the sensibility of the show. And then that was like, so, so it was like, it was like, it was like that era of SNL was like people I really idolized. And then by the time I got to high school, that was when the office actually came out. And then I was watching, I was obsessed yes. with the office. Yeah. Oh my and God. Then that was basically, that was, and then like Sarah Silverman too, is the stand, like back, back in the day, she was like really kind of like, putting out such good stand-up and she still does but I mean that was a time when I was like wow like there's this like irreverence and there's this like sexuality and in, in terms of her this uh -huh. woman this like you know woman who was like presenting herself as like a cute Jewish girl who like was talking about like all these like crazy really funny things that were like a little like a little outre a little dirty a little you know controversial <laughs> so I mean all of that that's like all like sort of sort of funneled in right down. absolutely so like what did you do to like obviously you said like you want to you made the decision and you were like okay i want to get do this as a uh, comedian and actor and whatever mm -hmm. um so like you didn't like have those um like you you're not coming from like the tish school of the arts or anything mm -hmm. like that so like what did you do to like get your name out there and like you did a lot of live performances and stuff like that is that kind of how you is that kind yeah. of how you got your name out there yeah, and like I think that was like the best experience too, because like even because I because I, I was in a sketch group with a lot of kids from Tish after I graduated, mm -hmm. and even for them it was like, oh, we're like this is like new for us, like the, us like going sure. to like doing these live shows at these these comedy theaters in the city. Um, this was like a new experience, and we were all learning together. It was it was it wasn't like anyone had a leg up on anybody. Mm. If anything, like I was coming from like an improv background where um, I was kind of used to the idea of just like being like playing as part of a team as part of a unit and like that was very like comfortable for me but then but then all of us were kind of like taking classes out at, like after college and um at the time it was ucb like ucb was um kind of like a big dog with the with their curriculum and just everyone wanted to like get on the house teams there and yeah I, I kept auditioning i kept auditioning year after year to be on their house teams i never got on oh no well it was at the time it was this thing where it was like the most important it was an attainable goal for people right it was like you take enough classes uh -huh. at UCB and then you, you're eligible to audition for the house teams, which gets you noticed by 
you know, management, like, rep- like it gets you representation, it gets you booked for stuff, it gets you auditions. Um, so it felt like that was like a ladder, like a rung on the ladder that was within reach. And everyone kind of tried to like zero in on that. And then it was just, it was just a lot of people and I, it was very competitive and there just wasn't room for me and, or I just didn't really do, do the auditions that well. And so I ended up just, I kept doing these shows with the sketch group I was in. Mm. And then by the time I had like been like rejected enough times from UCB, I was like, let me try and like, there's this like new scene that's happening in Brooklyn that's like independent shows, like people going up on stage, either they're doing stand-up or they're doing an original characters and it's just them on stage alone and like, the basement of a bar or like this like old, like this like DIY space or like all these yes. different like spaces. And so, um, and so then that's, I kind of like gravitated towards that. And then at that point I met, I met a lot of people and a lot of them happened to be queer. And I was just like, Oh, there's like, maybe there's like a fun way to like get all the, get all the queers together and like do shows. <laughs> and then like, I would like, you know, like my friends and I would just like produce things where everyone would just be part of the same, and in and, and the same like lineup and all that. And then that was like where like community started to like actually be like built and right. you would see a lot of the same people and you would just become friends and you would check in with each other and you would write together or, or, or do all these things. And then that happened at the same time that I was like, that I got like a couple, like one or two managers and I bounced around between managers, but then they would, I would like book things every now and then booked Broad City, booked like high maintenance. And then I booked, um, and then booked John Glazer Loves Gear. And that's where, right. that's where we met. Um, yes. So that it was, it was, it was very slow, gradual, you know, thing. Amazing. So wait, so like you, when you do the, the up shows, like, do you like prefer to kind of just like go in and improvise? Cause that's kind of your background or do you write it before? No, I mean like, I would write like a strike. I, I wasn't even that good at stand up. I would normally just do like bits, like with like a slideshow, or like okay. I would do, I would do like some charactery things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do, but but then I still the, the, the my favorite thing to do was still just like group shows where like we would do like you know um, a, a a staged adaptation of an episode of like Sex in the City or something with a bunch of right. like gay gay comedians or like dumb conceptual <laughs> stupid conceptual things like that and right and yeah and then like my friend matt rogers and i would do a lot of stuff together he hosts yes. Lost and then he and i like would like do really dumb bits as like you know dirty like sewer rat like <laughs> lip 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 sync artists or something like that and then it was just about like i i, I always preferred doing something on stage with someone else Okay. Whether it was just one person or like you know seven, um, yeah. that was like that. That was the only difference. That's why I wasn't like totally going in as like with like the stand up mentality because for a lot of stand ups, for club comics especially, it's like you're doing like you know three shows a night, every night in the week. You're going to clubs. You're like running around and like doing all that and like that just like didn't seem like super sustainable for me because I was like working this like long day job like a nine to five and then by the end of the day I was so tired but I was like I guess I can rally for one show so I would do like three shows a week at most and that is not a lot at all Mm -mm. but there's some there's some comedians who would do like yeah like 10 shows a week or you know it was crazy so I I was just I I found my pocket pretty quickly and then I just kind of stayed there Uh but but then that but then that was still very it was still a very um educational thing where I, I learned so much even from just from just that kind of place yeah 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's so mm-hmm. cool. I love that. We have, I mean, like as an actor, I mean, obviously like I'm no comedian by any means, um, but like, it's so much easier just to have that extra person there and kind of like yeah. feed off of them. Right. Of you, course. Of you, course. Have, you love like the whole like team, I guess, aspect of, of what we do in performing. Yes. Um, so totally understand that. And now you kind of have like one big team at SNL, which by the way, oh my God, I'm obsessed. I, I think I like heard or read somewhere that like you were in high school, you were like, I guess like nominated or like maybe in the yearbook, oh, like most yeah, likely yeah. to be on SNL and look where we are today. Oh my God. That's so Crazy. funny. And, and just the fact that like you were such a huge fan of the show and everything. So, so you got to SNL, right. And you started uh-huh. out as like a writer, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. like, what is like, what is that experience? Like, like, what is it like to be in like a writing room at SNL and like kind of figuring it out as far as like, which actors do which scene or right everything like that like how does it all work it's it's really interesting like it it kind of wasn't anything that i expected it to be because you would hear all these legends like from like snl in the past where it'd be like it's so it's such a crazy boys club and everyone's like everyone and everyone's doing cocaine and everyone's like doing all these things and i'm like oh my god what am i in for um but you get there and then it's like a lot of like really like thoughtful quiet people who like you know are are just like trying to figure it's it's and it's and it's and even that was like a team sort of yeah there was a a team mentality there where like um you know you find people you collaborate with well but then um after the sketches get picked for dress rehearsal on wednesday night thursday and friday you're you're at rewrite tables um, for the sketches that are picked and you're just kind of sitting there with with some other writers and you're just you're just making you're just going through each sketch one by one throughout the entire day just trying to figure wow. out line by line page by page like how do you make this better and then it, it is it's like it's like everyone like doing like surgery on the same thing and everyone right. kind of like trying to like collectively make something as good as possible and like that kind of that was that was kind of really nice and like I think that also like fed into like appealed to my like teamwork sensibility mentality thing and so that was really interesting and then you know and then being a writer there like even for just a year I learned so much and I wasn't sure because I got I auditioned a few times and then they and then they hired me as a writer and then I called one of my friends who was there who's a writer there already I was like do you think I should take the job and he was like yes because I have already learned so much and it's already, it's opened so many doors for me. And I was like, okay, great. And then, yeah, I really did learn so much in that first season to uh, writing there because then by the time I got moved to the cast, like I knew how the show worked. I knew where to go, who to talk to. Oh Um, yeah. If an an idea, you know, was, we got picked to go to the show on Saturday. I was like, I knew what my resources were. And like, if you're, it, it takes a year, no matter what, no matter who you are, whether you're on the cast or if you're a writer or if you're, in the costume department or if you're in makeup it's like it takes a year to just f- get used to how yes crazy the show is just in terms of the pace of it and 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 the workload and all that so um yeah it was it was I, i'm really grateful that i had that season the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. 
Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So wait, did you mention that like you auditioned as like a writer or you were just like auditioning as a cast member and then you got hired to be a writer? I auditioned as a cast. I auditioned to like hopefully be in the cast, but I, because I had submitted a writing packet to be a writer in the past and they were all really bad. Oh. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then, but then like at one point my manager at the time, like uh, four years ago was like, Hey, do do you want to submit a tape for SNL? I was like, yeah, sure. They would ne- I was like, I'll do it because they would never, but it'll be like as a lark because they'll never right. hire like a femme gay Asian guy. I was like, there's no like, there's, <laughs> right. there's no lane for that. Like, why would, they, why would they ever do that? And so I was like, let me just have fun with this tape. And so I put together a five minute tape. Most of it I had written completely in a completely new, I, 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 most of it was completely new. I was, it wasn't like, cause normally like for a lot of sketch actors, like they're putting together like sketch characters that they've performed on stage and, and they know it's good and they know it gets laughs. Sure. I was, I was starting kind of, kind of with a blank slate. And I was just like, I don't have like stock characters. What am I going to do? So I just wrote like five minutes of new stuff, did it, put it on tape, oh my God. submitted it thinking, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm glad I did that exercise. Like I'm glad I pushed myself. I don't think anything's going to come of this, but let me just send it out. And then, and then I heard back, well, they, now they want you to perform on uh, live at UCB in front of an audience and producers oh, are going to be there. I was like, oh, that's funny. Okay, sure. I'll do it. Why not? It, it'll, it'll go over terribly. And I did it. And then, and then that was, that was fun. And it kind of went over well. And I was like, interesting. And yeah. then, and then at that point they were like, you should come and, and, and screen test in front of Lauren. And I was like, What? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I, I kept clearing every stage in a way that I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. And then right. this this is 2017. I think this is right around the time. I think this was right around the time that I was doing. Oh, no, 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 no. Because I did that. And then I got to the final meeting with Lauren um, after the screen test. And I think he like complete. he like was so checked out because it was the end of the day. And I was the last person he saw. Right. And he was just like, where are you from? I was like, oh, I grew up in Denver, but I lived in Montreal. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, bye. And like, I truly like, <laughs> was like, I, I don't think I registered to him. And so I left being like, I didn't get the job, whatever. So then I, I didn't get it. So wow. then I'm licking, I'm licking my wounds from like, you know, October to January. Yeah. Of 20, uh, October of 2017 to January of 2018 being like, oh God, I suck. And then at that, but then at that point I booked John Glazer. Uh-huh. And then in March, because we shot that like in the winter and spring of 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was bizarre. <laughs> it was bizarre. But then, but then by March 2018, right as I was right as I was rapping for for John Glazer, I got a call. Being I got new management, and I got a call being like, they want you to come in and screen test again uh-huh. with like f- with five minutes of new stuff. Oh my god! Um, 
for SNL and they, cause they might do a mid season hire. Sometimes they do that. I was like, Oh, interesting. And then, and then at that point, me and Matt, Matt had also gotten a call to screen test. Oh my God. No so, way. I know. So the completely separately, like they were like, Oh, we like that Matt Rogers guy. Cause they had seen him do shows at UCB and he had submitted a tape and it was really funny. And so then he and I like auditioned like separately, but together, you know, like we were sure. in the same day and we were both like, oh, my God, like th- this would be a dream come true if, like, right? you know, two best friends got it together. And then um, we both did it. it we both it, we both did well. And then they were like, we're not going to hire anybody from this round, but we're going to bring you guys back in, in August to audition okay. for the new season. I was like, okay, great. So then I had oh that God. whole summer to, like, write new stuff. <laughs> and then me and Matt were just, like, running it, running it, running it for, like, um, over like a month of just like reworking it yeah um our audition sets and then we did it um end of august early september we, we went back into audition and then um and then what happened was i got to the last lauren meeting and this time he remembered me but matt didn't move on and so it was just this weird thing of like oh my best friend didn't get this right this is this is so strange it was it was painful and he you know was happy for me but he was also very disappointed and then that was a crazy time because I got to the Lauren meeting. I think I, the meeting went well. And then I get the call like, you know, Bowen's not going to be on the cast, but he we do want to hire him as a writer. And I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll take oh it. Oh, my because God. I, I just quit my day job. I was like, I'll take it. And I I'd wanted, you know, I loved SNL for so long. And I wanted just any job in comedy that was like that. Um and so then I, so then I wrote there for a season, but then Matt, but then that was just a period between me and Matt where we really had to like talk out like how we were feeling and right move through it. And then now we're on the other side and you know, he's doing great and right. we're both, we're both like really happy for the other person, but it was just, a, it was a really tough period where we were like, not sure like what it was going to be. Um, right. So the, yeah, that's basically it. That was that was the process. Wow, that's crazy. I, this industry is like so bizarre, especially like because all, all, all the time you're going up, like up against. Like it's such a bad thing to say, but like no, you are. Yeah, yeah, like you're friends, and it's like that's the one of the hardest things about it, and it just like kind of pins you guys against each other in a way, but in like a way, still yeah. being super supportive and like honestly, like the way I look at it is like. If they're not gonna take me, they better take my best friend, right? Like, sure, yeah. So, so that's like, I guess it's like a, a like a win win in a way. Um, but yeah, this this process, man, this is so intense that this everything that you kind of went through and like when when they asked you to be like a writer, did you ever think that it would open the possibility of you being a cast member? Maybe, but I was like, you know, I I just want to do this job well. I want to do the yeah. job that they've asked me to do well, and I don't. And I like truly throughout the entire season, I was like, I'm not gonna like, I'm not. This the, the job is so stressful that I didn't even have time to think about like, oh gosh, sure. wouldn't it be so? Wouldn't it be so great if I was on the cast? It was truly just like, oh, I'm learning the ropes so quickly, and it's so intense and overwhelming. Um, that I that I that, that wasn't really on my mind. But yeah, I mean, like, but like Eli, like you, like. I feel like it's 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 not quite as bad as like a Broadway you know audition process too, right? Like, does oh, it yeah. sound like about the same? I mean, I feel like I feel like Broadway auditions are like a whole other beast. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you it just but it also like depends on like the project like itself, sure. and, like what what you're doing. Like if you're going in 
for like Matilda in Matilda, you're going to yeah. go through like 11 auditions sure, in one sure. round, you know, like it's just yeah. like madness. But like if you're in like, honestly, like any role, you'll have like a minimum of at least like four auditions. So sure. like per time. And that's if you like continue, of course, like, you, you know, you go through that, obviously that first round and then hopefully you like continue. But yeah, it, it ranges from like four auditions to like, you could go to like 24 because they have to do like dance calls and then God. they have to do like music rehearsal and then they have to do the like the sides and the lines and everything like that and test your acting ability like it's just like all the different it's facets. so hard it's, it's so hard and it's so hard to like go so far to like oh. be let down you know and like i'm sure like you experience that with like that first set of auditions going all the way to meeting lauren and then kind of just like oh well now oh, what sure, yeah. right so yeah, like it's kind totally. of like it's totally like that a hundred percent but even four times which is like the minimum for broadway like but like the thing that i still can't believe is like every single time like i i screen tested four times total and then there were two auditions quote unquote to get up to the point of screen testing like each of those stages felt so high stakes oh it yeah felt like this is it. Like I better nail it or else I'm not going to get it. And like, it just, it really kind of puts you in a crazy making place in your head where you're like, I have to get this right. And then like, I don't know. And like, people love to make fun of actors all the time. Right. For like how, like whatever, like just frivolous we are. I don't know. Cause cause it's like, they see us. It's like, it's like you're seen. And so it's like easy to make fun of us because it's like, (laughs) we're like in front of them. And it's like, it's like, they're, it's like, there's someone that they don't they don't know and so it just whatever so anyway that, like, I, so I can ridiculous. go on and on about we'll this it's ridiculous them. cancel them <laughs> but it's like but it's like but it's it's such a demanding thing to like yeah i'm not like saying like woe is us like boohoo where it's so hard to be an actor but it is like psychologically such a, a wild thing to to put yourself oh through. my god i'm currently doing a whole public policy paper for my senior year on mental wow. illness in the or mental health in the entertainment industry because wow. of like everything that like we've mentioned like as far as like going up against your best friends and feeling like you know like yeah. you you meet these it's like when your career and your personal life meets like it's just like it it's it, it gets a lot and you know like yeah. at the end of the day we're just the same people as exactly. you and the chemistry major at NYU and yeah, the yeah. lawyer and like all of these other places. So like, I don't know. I, I never understood like why people just like want to hurt people, but like, oh, whatever, that's a whole nother conversation. It is, and it is. Um, it's amazing that you're writing that though. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, there needs to be something like, you, you know, you're, you just said it like, it's hard in this industry to be someone at, especially like at your, in a tier that you're in because you have even more eyes on you. And like, you're like, it's just like the more eyes on you, it's like the more difficult it becomes. And like, there's little to no resources for, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially that are geared toward people of our, like are like the creative, the creative minds and everything like that. So like, it's so it's I don't know it's really depressing that there's like there are resources but like at the end of the day no one really understands I guess unless you're like Mm -hmm. in the industry and like in this field and going through what another person's going through so it's just like there just needs to be like more more research more education more resources more everything um for everyone but it should just be yeah 
yeah specifically specifically people in this industry it should be as standard as like like being in therapy let's say right should be as standard as like having a headshot it's like it should be like exactly something on everyone's you know and everyone's sort of like professional sort of like environment right it's like you have that yeah and like 100%. i'm still a kid so like i never really like understood the whole like healthcare system and everything like that like sure, obviously sure. like my parents took care of that but like in doing a lot of research like a lot of the healthcare systems like they don't like cover the oh, whole no, therapy and i'm like what does that like that's basically the same thing like how is that not included so like that needs to change like all of these things i'm just like writing it down writing it down and submitting them to like congress people and unions and all of this amazing amazing i mean yeah it's i never thought i would be doing this but um it's um mandatory in order to graduate and i'm having the time of my life doing it good good (laughs) yeah amazing yeah so it's just what an industry that we're in what what have we done to ourselves (laughs) (laughs) it's okay just like performing and and then it comes baggage yeah and that's what i like that's totally like what i said too like all we're trying to do is like help other people be happy Mm-hmm, yet mm-hmm. other people are gonna tear us down like yeah where yeah. where does that come in to play like i don't know how that adds up but whatever, whatever whatever we're we're gonna continue to make people laugh and talk about yeah. snl and everything like that we're gonna continue to make people's days um so talk to us about like you had this iconic scene the a couple of weeks ago <laughs> where you played the it was literally like my favorite thing you played the iceberg oh who God, sank the Eli. titanic first of all the whole like costume and like the makeup and the get up like everything about it was absolutely genius so oh. like so like how does this work like when you i guess were you like told that you were gonna do like a skit about an iceberg who sunk the titanic or like I mean, for for we for for weekend update pieces, um, a lot of the times it's like whoever's whoever's whoever is on, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like their thing. I okay. this this was kind of the case, but it was mostly it was it was it was a it was the idea it was Anna Dresden's idea. She's one of the head writers. She's a genius. Oh my god, um, she's written so many so many incredible things. But she texted me in February. She was like, you know, maybe for the April tenth show. Because the because the sinking of the Titanic is was April fourteenth. Yes. She's like maybe for the April tenth show because it'll feel topical. Because you always you kind of always want to be a little topical when you go on a weekend update, especially oh, when it's a new, especially when it's a new character. They're like maybe for the issue. So she, so she texted me in February, being like maybe for the April tenth show, you come on as the iceberg that sank the Titanic, and you're wearing like this dumb iceberg costume, and you're like <laughs> and you're really standoffish, and you're like I don't want to talk about that, like. And, blah, right. blah, blah. and I was like, I was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but sure, let's revisit it in April. We both yes. have like busy weeks. And so and so I let that rest. And then the April 10th show comes along. And then it's Monday, it's the Monday of that week. And then I was like, oh right, there was that idea that Anna had. And I texted her. I was on I was on set for Nora from Queens but then oh I, I just I was I was in between setups and I was just like oh let me text Anna and just be like do you want to do this and so I text her hey was that iceberg idea you texted me about a couple months ago real like do do you want to try and do it she was like oh my god I completely forgot about it 
um yeah why the hell not let's yeah. try it let's see we were both so so people just have to understand that the entire time both of us were like this is never going to make it on tv <laughs> it's too crazy not that what? it was too crazy but it was just like it was like no one's gonna like how, what is this gonna look like like oh my god how is this gonna like like is there any like is like where is this gonna go and so we were both right. like okay let's just we're like you know what let's just have fun with it oh but another thing i should say too is that anna was on my college improv group no way and yeah and then she she was like she was two years above me and then she graduated and then she was doing stuff around the city and we would uh, we would go to see each other's shows we would book each other Oh my and God. she, and then we would, you know, she and I would like be in shows where we would play crazy characters. Like she would play like a robot who like, you know, was a mom. Like, like we would just play, we would just like put on these really terrible costumes and be like, I'm like, I'm an old, an old Hollywood actress who like is, is like, it was just like such like wild, like, because <laughs> the, the stakes were so low back right. then that we could try anything. Uh-huh. And truly she and I like, did this iceberg thing and by the way i'll fast forward to the end of the week after we did it on saturday she like we like met each other in, in the halls and i was just like oh my god that was so fun and i was like thank you for writing that with me for for like coming up with the idea and she was like no like thank you like it felt like something that i would have done like you know 10 years ago yeah uh, on like the the like indie circuit of just like going to like little bar you know little bar basement shows and like a character that we would have done like way back in the day because now it's like the longer time you spend at snl the more like the more like the more the value systems of that place kind of like creep into your brain and the more you're like oh we could never do that like that's too out there that's too crazy right and i think that's that i think we kind of like succumb to that in the beginning of the week where we were just like this is never gonna be good like th there's no way like they're gonna let us do this so we wrote it and then all we wrote in the script was he wears a little iceberg costume and we didn't know what it would look like. Stop and then we, it. so then we wrote that on Tuesday and then Wednesday we, we did it at the table read and it, and it went okay. People like people, like people, people liked it. And I, a lot of writers specifically texted us. They were like, that iceberg thing was great. I hope it makes it. But yeah. I think there was, but I think there was also like the sense that like from, from the people who worked there, they were just like, how is this going to, work like what is this gonna look like right and so then and so then throughout so then thursday and friday we don't hear back from the producers and normally they they let you know at some point in the week especially thursday and friday like it's gonna go like your weekend update piece is gonna go into the dress rehearsal show oh we didn't hear anything at all so then friday night at that point i was like okay it's done like it's it's not gonna be in the show that's too bad and so then i texted anna is like well r.i.p to the iceberg like Oh no. Let's maybe we try it again next year. Like, you know, who, who knows? And like, but anyway, that was a fun time. I was like, I was like, I really loved working on that with you. She was like, me too. Like it was just a fun, crazy kooky time. And we just made each other laugh. And that's always the goal. And then right. Friday at midnight, Friday at midnight, um, Lauren, Lauren Michaels does this meeting with like the producers and the head writers. And then at midnight, Colin Jost texts me and he's like, Hey, I think we're gonna try the iceberg thing. Yes! Oh my god! So, like, but like the next, but normally you have plenty of time to prepare, and we had a whole co conceptual right. cost. We have this whole costume we had to think up, and so me and Anna are texting each other until like one a.m. Oh, Friday night for the next day to be like, okay, so let's let's do this for the costume, and we should have a headpiece that looks like like this, and. Yeah. 
she was like, do you want to do you want like a white leather bomber jacket or do you want do you want, do you want a light a white leather motorcycle jacket or do you want like a a, a blazer? And I was like, I think it should be a blazer, right? Because it's more it's more understated. Because if we if we come out in the leather jacket, then you kind of the audience might know that it's already like a pop star or something, and we wanted that to be a reveal. So we we was just we made all these little mini decisions, and I was like, I should have like a white face with like blue like undertones, like blue highlight. Sure. We were like doing all this stuff like Friday night, and then we were oh like, "Okay, God. let's do. A, we'll do a rewrite table, and and during the day with all the writers. So then, then on Saturday, um, the day of the show, the day of the show, <laughs> we're, we're like we're rewriting it, we're taking pitches, oh and then we and then God. me and Anna. And so dress rehearsals at eight, and they normally weekend update needs changes like to the scripts by like seven. And so me and Anna are just sitting together in this small room, like masks on, just like going through each page, moving huge chunks. Oh my god! Like completely restructuring it um, into like seven twenty. Like we were like twenty minutes over the deadline, like forty minutes before the show, right before the before the dress rehearsal show, just making these huge changes. And I was running downstairs to the costume department to check on the headpiece and the costume. Um, and then they were like, do you want more sequins? Do you want more, you know, stoning right. on the blazer? I was like, sure. I mean, it was just like, it was just such a crazy rush. Yeah. And I, and I felt the entire time I was like, this is going to fail. I was like, this is coming, this is coming together too haphazardly. I was like, I normally need more time than this and time than this. And then when Anna and I were writing the pages down, like right before the show started, we were just like, there were just moments we were both very stressed out and she had a really stressed out. She had a lot of other sketches that she was working on. And then uh -huh. we both just looked at each other multiple times, just bursting out laughing, being like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, this is, right. this is crazy. No way is this going to be on TV. Like, yes. this, is, this is so like thrown together. Like, this is so crazy. And it's like, 10 pages long normally weekend update pieces are like seven we were like this is so long like there's yeah. every reason we're giving this every reason to get cut uh-huh and then and then we did it at dress rehearsal and then it like people laughed we were like oh okay that kind of worked yeah and then and then we did and then we did it at the air show the live show yeah and then it like it was a hit it was it, and then i was like i couldn't i couldn't believe how on board the audience was oh my god like me, like if you watch that back, like I'm truly like in the back of my mind, like I'm truly surprised that people are like people get it. Right. Because truly like the entire week we were just like, people aren't going to get it. And I don't know why. I don't know why we underestimated the audience in that way. <laughs> but like and like a lot of people at the show, like, well, like that's the concern, right? Is they tell you, you know, let's make it let's 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 change it in a way that makes the audience understand it better. And like, that's what you're concerned with all the time. And so then the fact that it like went over the way it did is like such a surprise, like a delight to me. Right. Like, anyway, it's such a, it's such a long story, but that, that, it's that's everything thing. that I could ever ask for, because honestly, <laughs> like when you watch the video, like, okay, first of all, anyone who hasn't seen it, like stop listening and like go watch Bo and Yang is the iceberg <laughs> who sunk the Titanic because it's iconic and you should watch it. And it's like comedy gold. Um, but like, also oh, like when I that. watched it, you totally like, you couldn't, you would not be able to know that like all of this was happening minutes before. Like you looked yeah, like yeah. 
calm as a cucumber. Not like, yeah, <laughs> like you totally like pulled it off and it was amazing. Um, and you were totally like confident and that's what like made it. And honestly, I had no clue, but I was totally on the side of the iceberg, first of all. <laughs> like, 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 honestly, like, hello, she was just like kind of chilling there, I was just right? sitting there. I was just chilling. Yeah, she's just chilling. And like you bumped into me. So there's no yeah. need to, for you everyone to attack you. And then the fact that you were just like plugging your like music career, like pop off. That's amazing. I, it was. I'm just there to. I'm, I'm working on new projects. Let me talk about the new stuff. Right. There is things are happening. Okay. Things are happening, and like yes. I'm famous for other reasons, and I'm not just <laughs> the iceberg who sunk the Titanic. Um. No, it's incredible. Exactly. It's everything that like oh, you ever wanted. Are. No, seriously. Like it was. Like it's just like those ideas that are just like who thinks of these like who is the genius who like just randomly comes up with these and it's bow and yang and no it's friend. anna it's anna dresden it, yeah dresden too right yeah. it, so that's incredible so is that like usually like what the week of an, an snl performer is yeah and writer yeah i yeah i mean my, my, my there's this other writer who's one of my best friends sudi green and she sums it up really well she's like you know, the goal is, and it doesn't always work. And like people, you know, are are very vocal about like when something is bad and they're like, that's, that sucked and whatever, but right. which is great, which is, which is a part of the SNL, like, you know, experience. But like she was saying like, you know, it, it is, um, the end product is hopefully something where we're having a lot of fun, where whoever's on screen is having a lot of fun, but the, the, all the lead up to it is just so high pressure for whatever reason. It's like, because you're, 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 you're getting a lot of people sort of, you know, breathing down your necks, telling you like this, this, this won't work unless this happens. And it's just like, but that's, I mean, that's the great thing about SNL too, is that for most of it, you're given a lot of autonomy and you're given a lot of agency to like do your own thing and people leave you alone but sometimes but in the back of your head you're always thinking oh i wonder if this will work in the way that i want it to because of all these limitations and so right it's it's a lot of pressure in order to create something that makes it look like it's effortless you know mm -hmm. does that make sense absolutely and, and it like takes that's, a that's, village. Just, that's just any and it takes a village absolutely but it, but it, but that's like what all like showbiz is right it's like especially it live Especially yeah, live yeah. shows, yeah. Um, with theater, yeah, for sure. Exactly, yeah. It's everything. Everything changes literally night by night. Exactly. But like, but like at the same time, like your entire show is changing night by night. So like, I I can right, right. I couldn't imagine like SNL and just like being in that. Well, there's 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 so much crossover between Broadway and SNL. Like a right. lot of our dressers, a lot of our dressers are Broadway dressers. A lot of the costume people are, are the work on Broadway. It's like, it's, 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 there's so much crossover. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Well, my God, I love that so much. I, and I had no clue until like, okay, let's get into it. Uh, I li I've been listening to Las Culturistas, right? And yeah. Like, I, I didn't realize like how big of like, uh, like how much you liked theater. Like, uh, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And musical theater. Like, I was, first of all, your Ben Platt episode iconic iconic he <laughs> was so good yes wait so how long have you been doing lost culturistas like five years 
five years yeah it's been a while oh my it's god been a long time every episode is a dream they have oh, these yeah. the best segments and the, the you're just like laughing the whole time and like smiling um oh. and it's they have like the best guests on too um like i said ben platt taylor trench who was on take a vow oh my god uh, molly taylor. gordon oh my god taylor's a dream all of the uh, evan hansen molly's the molly's a dream yes oh my god they're the best i love them all so much i was yes. in like did, did uh you see that like summer camp thing that ben and molly did together they yeah. did yeah i was in that like little YouTube oh great video. oh yeah, my god it's hilarious they're so funny they tried to be like for those who like didn't see it they tried to be like camp counselors and like teach uh -huh. a bunch of kids um like <laughs> a musical theater camp basically and um just were absolutely like terrible counselors so like they were making fun <laughs> of like acting camps basically and it was amazing and everything that you wanted um but literally these episodes first of all how did this whole thing come about? Um, like, what made you like want to start it? The name is amazing. Like, what was that? What inspired that? Oh my that? god! Um, we Matt and I like were like friends in college. She was on the sketch group. I was on the improv group. Okay. And then we were on the sketch group together after college too. And then we were, we were just, we were just performing a lot together. And then at one point, I, I there was this uh, uh, small independent, but now they've really grown and they're, they're wonderful. This, this network called forever dog. And they reached out to me when they were just starting out, they were like, um, would you want to do a podcast? Do you have any ideas? I was like, sure. Here are the, here are this, here are these ideas. But like I said, like I'm always more comfortable with someone on stage next to me. And so I was like, can I do it with my friend, Matt? Right. Like, sure. We, there's like, sure. We love him. Cause they had seen him perform too, or they had performed with him. Cause the people who ran the, the podcast were also performers anyway. Okay. Um, but we, we pitched them all these, all these ideas that were really high concepts, like a choose your own adventure podcast or <laughs> like, um, like a, a competition podcast for like, you know, uh, who, like who could be America's next top podcast, like really like oh, dumb, my God. dumb, but very complicated ideas at the same time. And then they were like, no, no, no. Try something more low concept. Sure. And then Matt, Matt was just, it was Matt's idea to just be like, let's just make it like a general pop culture podcast where we talk about anything we want. Uh -huh. like whether it's whether it's current whether it's not current whatever i was like okay sure and then what would it be called and he was like lost culturistas like fashionistas but for culture and i was like oh okay and then <laughs> and then they were and then and then and then the and then the, the the network people got back to us they were like do you have any segments like we like we we kind of want like in the pitch like segments for people to do and we were just like how about one called i don't think so honey where because there was something that me and matt said to each other all the time like as right. friends we were like we're like, I don't think so, honey. Like what you're doing right now, like I don't think so, honey. Like it would just be <laughs> right. like it was just this like vernacular that he and I shared. And so we were just like, let's like make that a segment. And then it became like a one minute thing that we do at the end of the show. Where it's just a a structured rant, nothing complicated. I mean, the whole thing was so simple that I was just like, I don't think this is gonna work. Like it's there's there's not enough here. And then but I think the reason why it's the reason why we've done it for so long is because it is low concept, because there's not that much okay. work that goes into it. That we, can, uh -huh. we can, that we can just sort of like plug in and play um, every week. And like, I mean, it's, it's just a very easy, but still like fulfilling thing. And then like, we still get to try out like dumb bits and we still get, like I get to like hone in on like what like a sensibility is, like what I'm bringing to like other places. So it's, it's, it's really great. And I'm really happy that it's just 
in my life. <laughs> yeah, and it's doing amazing. I mean, like so many it's like so many people like know about it. Like I was te- texting my friends about it and I was like, "You would love this podcast." And they were like, "Oh, I've been listening to it." And oh I was like, my god. Oh wow. I was like, "I'm late to the game." I'm so uh, No, sorry. no, not at all. <laughs> no. But honestly, like it is so funny and it it's out every Wednesday. Yes, um, with a yeah. new episode so mm-hmm. tomorrow oh wait wait so yesterday because you guys will be listening to this on a thursday so Perfect. yesterday they just became they just came out with a new uh episode so go check that out and it's on all platforms where you yes. find that um but i mentioned so like i i obviously listened to the ben platt episode and of course i went through the broadway episodes first because I'm obsessed. Um, that's, your, yeah, that's your that's your that's your neighborhood. That's that's my hood. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and um, like just hearing how much like you loved theater and everything like that. Like, would you ever consider doing theater or anything like that? Um, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh my God. I would, I would think about it. It's just, but that is its own crazy schedule. In some right. ways, it's even. Even more grueling than than SNL. I mean, and, and I mean, I just have like nothing but respect for for people who who do it like on that level. Right. Like, I don't know, like the the eight shows a week thing, or however many it is. Like, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm just so excited that it's coming back, and like, I will be, I will like wear yes. every layer of PPE as long as I get to sit in the theater and watch <laughs> theater. I don't, I don't care that right. I have to wear a mask. I'm like, I just want to be there. I just want to like, I just miss watching it um, so, so much. Right. And I mean, I don't know that I would ever, I don't know that I would do it. I'm just so scared. I, you know who I was talking to? And I don't think she'd be upset if I shared this, but like, um, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I was, I, we were blocking a sketch uh, and I was, me and Kate McKinnon were just sort of like standing there and just talking and then, and then theater came up. And then I was like, I was uh-huh. like, you have to. I was like, you have to do theater at some point, right? She was like, no, 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 no. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I'm, I'm not as talented. She was like, I don't have like, like truly, like all of us think that like Broadway people are like otherworldly and their talent and in their worth work ethic that we're yeah. just like we could never like even deign to dream to do that. But like, I think oh I disagree God. with Kate. I think Kate would be amazing. Um, yeah, I just think I just absolutely. think I have to like. I don't know as much theater as I should. Is is also the thing? Is that I, did, okay. I didn't really grow up see, yeah. grow up watching it that much because my parents just didn't know about it, and we, I, I wouldn't be taken to see yeah. it and stuff. So I'm playing a lot of catch up. I mean, and it. I also 
Right. And I mean, I don't, I, I can't obviously like speak for it, but I can't imagine that there's like as much theater in New York as there is in Quebec and Colorado and stuff like that. Like, is there? Not, not really. I mean, like for in, in Denver, we would get like some tour tour shows, but like, yeah. That was, so you have a pass. <laughs> I do. I, I do. But I, they're just. But they're. I like. I didn't get it. I like. You know. Like I was always so jealous of the kids, even who grew up in Denver, who would like. Who'd be like, yeah, we're going to New York in the summer, and we're going to see all these shows, and they'd be like, oh, I want to do that. I mean, one right. time when Wicked first came out, I was in high school, um, and and we did a trip to New York to look at colleges for my sister, who was two years older than me, and we came to New York, and. Broadway tickets were too expensive for my parents. They didn't want to, that we didn't know what TKTS was. Like we didn't do, we didn't yeah. go that route. And so, sure. and so then, um, but all I did was I begged, we did two things that I had to do. We did an, an NBC studio tour at 30 Rock because they loved SNL oh so my much. God. And, I loved, and I loved Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien used to have his uh, late, late, late night with Conan O'Brien there. So I saw those, right. I went to those two studios. They were empty because it was in the summer and no one was there. But that was amazing. And the other thing that I demanded oh we God. do was drive to the Gershwin Theater and just so I could stand at the doors yes. of Wicked and be like, this is where they oh, do Wicked. Wicked. And like, oh, I was so, I, I was such a, I, I just, I, I didn't have like the access to theater that I wish I did, but like just being near it me- right. meant something to me. And, and yeah, that was just like a, a silly, like teenage Bowen memory that I have still. Oh my God, stop. I love that so much. The fact that you just like drove to see the To see the, the theater. theater. I know. Isn't that so uh, stupid? Was Wicked your first Broadway show that you saw? I, what was I mean, I, I didn't end up seeing it. I never, I, I, oh, okay. I didn't end up seeing you it. You just wanted the, to the, see the theater. I just wanted to see the theater. But the first Broadway show I saw was when I moved to New York for college. And it was, it's so random. The first Broadway show I saw was Xanadu. Right. Um, okay. It was Carrie Butler and Cheyenne Jackson. But oh when God. I went, it was I forget who was I forget who was Kira the the lead. Um, and then they had the understudy for Cheyenne, and so but I I got to see um, Maria Testa and Jackie Hoffman, yes. and I was like, this oh is so fun. And they made <laughs> jokes about Gypsy. They made jokes about Gypsy, which They're, was playing next door. And I was like, this is I was like, this is incredible. Um, but then ever since then I've like I've like I'm really proud of like I like I'm looking at my playbills right now. Like I've got a bunch of them. Like I really like I'm late to the I'm late to the to the Broadway sort of like train, but I'm like sure. I, I'm 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 on it for life, you know. Like I I just lo- I just like to love it so much. Like, oh my god, it's it's a dream. You, you there's nothing that ever like compares to live theater no, like really no. and even like uh, my friend Sydney Lucas and I who was the original like Sydney. co-host yes she co-hosts this with me for like the first like however many episodes like Amazing. the first like 40 I think um and she and I obviously went to see SNL and that was yes. totally like a night at the theater just without songs. yeah right like it just was like songs. yeah and honestly like I found that even more like fulfilling and thrilling because you see this set being built as uh you're about to like watch something like you're not just it's not like these effortless things you see like how each thing really works when you go to snl and i loved that aspect of it like they really weren't hiding anything from you and i thought that was like the coolest experience it is cool because i guess because i guess for broadway for most broadway shows they are trying to like not make you see the 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 technical mechanical aspects of it right but they're they're so important though and sometimes i do want to know like how does the bubble machine work on wicked like how does this work you know like all of that that's what i'm saying and like 
listen, like all of the theaters on Broadway were old movie theaters, like all of right. them. So like they're honestly like trying to keep that whole like movie aspect where it's just like an yeah. effortless story that's being brought to you. But like mm-hmm. really chaos is going on yes, yes, <laughs> backstage yes. literally um so and they just like try to like keep it like super chill and kind of like hush hush and like no one ever like thinks of it unless you're like in the industry or like you notice right. this like stunning part of the show where you're just like oh my god i want to know how that works right um, right and honestly like i feel like that's why people who go to the theater are just kind of like, oh my God, I want to do that instead of, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I want to help make that, you know? Sure. And so like, and so like, that's where like SNL, I was like, oh my God, I want to help like make that in a way like that was just an aspect that's like not seen. And I love that. Yeah, you're so right. I wonder I wonder if things would have been different if I had seen something, maybe not SNL exactly, but seen something where they did, they were very um, open about showing you the the behind engineer, the, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Because I think that, I mean, like you know, like you like you've been on like TV sets too. It's like most of the time you're there, you're 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 spending like watching like the how the cameras are are set up and how yeah. like, and like how many people it takes just to like make one thing happen. And it's just like, oh, that is like such hard intense satisfying work and like if if people like knew the particulars of this like there, I think right. there would be like a better funnel into like someone like in their development being like oh I want to do that thing instead because that is I don't have to like think about like how I'm standing and like how I'm saying a line exactly it's, like, it's a different skill set yeah yeah so what again what an industry that we've put ourselves into we love this industry though um well i mean listen i've taken up more than enough of your time we're at the hour mark already um we haven't even talked about nora from queen okay let me ask you a nora from queen question um and then i'll let you go um let's see do um hmm. So you are currently doing uh, Double Duty. I mean, well, uh, did you just wrap up doing season? We just wrapped. Okay. We just wrapped season two. Oh yeah. my God. I can't imagine. So like It'll really, be, yeah. in a way, you're like doing triple duty because of like the whole podcast thing you have going on too. You're just like uh-huh, an uh-huh. icon in all aspects of the industry. No. We love it. Um, like how do you, okay, first of all, let's talk about Edmund because he's a king and he's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Oh um, my he's God. He's like Aquafina's cousin. Oh my God. I can't. Um, and the 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 scene where you like see your uncle's something Penis, that maybe I something. shouldn't say. Oh yeah, right. Okay, great, no, great. it's I okay. Said it. You said it for me. <laughs> I love it. Um, that is just like it was. I I was on the floor, like just rolling. Oh. Um, so like yeah. first of all, talk about Edmund and talk about the antics of Nora from Queens, and also yes. like how you keep up with like doing all of these amazing projects. Oh my God. I mean, I, first of all, I, I love that. That's so, that's so nice, Eli. Yeah. Uh, Edmund, Edmund is this like, is like the person I would have become if I had like n- denied myself like what I wanted to do. Right. To like, you know, perform and do comedy. But like, he's someone who's very like repressed and is very like driven by like, you know, m- success in like a very, in like a very like tech techie like capitalist like i want money way yeah um and and he's in constant competition with nora until they have to like come together and like 
figure some stuff out together because like they're a team all of a sudden because Nora gives Edmund this great idea for an app. Um, and then uh, it was just really fun to like find that character with Nora who like at, at this point is just like, like she's a, she's an award-winning actress and it's like, she, she knows what she's doing. And I'm like, every time I like do something with her, I would like learn something new. And she's just like, so like patient and generous and like is present with you. And so, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just, it was actually really nice to go from SNL and and then on my breaks from SNL, from that pace, go to something that was structured differently, like a scripted sitcom and just like using the skill set and changing it just a little bit. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, I'm, I'm very like, I still need to like recover a little bit cause it's been a lot of work, but yeah. Um, but it's, it's just so much fun. And like she, and then, you know, we wrapped on the season a couple weeks ago in LA and she and I like, she like, she, she like shared a moment with me. She was just like, you know, like keep doing what you're doing. And like, it was just oh. like a very, like, I mean, it's just, just, just to like get her like sort of advice on stuff was just like sure the best and she's i mean it's 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 a fun show it goes down easy it's really silly yes it's not it's not quite as dumb as as john glazer loves gear right. but it's <laughs> nothing um, can compare nothing can nothing compare. can compare <laughs> but it's 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 really fun and like i i just um i i'm so lucky that i'm able to like do these multiple things at the same time so that i'm learning from both and i'm learning what to appreciate in both and um like now I know, like, cause, cause some, if you're stuck at one thing for too long, then you kind of think that this is all, this is what the industry is like everywhere. Right. And, some, and it's not, it's never the case. You know, every project has its own identity, has its own way of making you work and think and all that stuff. Right. And it's a great way to like keep things fresh, right? Yeah. Like just keep you on your toes and just like appreciate each thing that you're doing, you know, in a, in a yeah. way. Cause doing the 100%. same thing over and over again can kind of get dry. Of course, always. <laughs> but it's but it's always but like honestly, like in this industry, at the same time, it's like you never feel that because it's never the same, you know. But it's never the same. Yeah, yeah. it it's just it's fun. It's great times. Um, Bowen, you're a great time. I'm obsessed. You with are. This. Oh my god, you're. Thank you so much for like giving me the time to like of come course. on and talk. And like, yeah, it was great to catch up with you. All of the things. I I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It literally was the last time. The it was like, I don't really know. It was. I think it was last year because it was still like pandemic, like when like just before we all needed to start wearing masks at SNL. So like it was like it was pre pandemic, but like at the same time, like getting up. It was, it was like, it was like either like December of 2019 or January, February, 2020 that you guys, right. that, you, that you and that you and Sydney came and it was yes. so fun. I was, I fangirled out at Sydney. I was like, Oh my God. I was, I didn't, I didn't realize until like after she like left for me, I was like, wait, I saw you in fun home. And I, I just, she's incredible. Yes, you totally did. It was the oh my God. highlight. And it was so funny because she tells the story when she was like hosting all the time. We, we tell this story where I was like fangirling over uh keenan thompson because i'm oh obsessed God, with the, the original mighty ducks um yes and, and so um then you like came out and you were like fangirling over sydney and everything yeah like, i was showing i was like it was too funny it, what a what a time what a, a amazing, fangirl circle yes oh my god and, and of course sydney was fangirling over kate 
Kate McKinnon. Okay, she's obsessed with her. She's literally like of that is Sydney's role model. Um, oh. And so, like, literally everyone was just like, "Oh my god, I love you!" <laughs> <laughs> so it was so cute. Yes, it was. It was amazing. It was literally like one of the highlights of my life and Sydney's life. We talk about it all the time. Um, you guys have to come back. Oh my god, I so want to. You I'm so to. obsessed. I also just like, I can't imagine like doing what you're doing and like with the protocols and everything like that. I can't imagine like the stress and like just just like the overall like atmosphere with like the masks and everything like that like yeah. i couldn't imagine just we're, doing we're figuring that. it out yeah it's i mean yeah. props to like the whole team at snl like literally cast crew everyone mm-hmm, writers mm-hmm. um because it, it takes it takes everyone it and takes a village a it's lot like of work said. yeah yeah Bowen, you're a dream. Thank you so much. Oh my god. Have a wonderful week. I can't wait because this Saturday, well, first of all, yesterday a new episode of Las Costarices came out. So go check that out. And of course, this Saturday, my queen Olivia Rodrigo is coming on SML with Key Key Michael Key, who I did Friends of College with. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm so excited for this week's amazing. Oh my god, it's gonna be be everything. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. I can't wait for more episodes of Las Culturistas. Um, and yeah, thanks for doing this. Of course, thanks for having me. Take a bow, Bo and Yang. Oh my goodness. Literally one of my all-time favorite interviews on Take a Bow. Bowen truly deserves to take a bow. I mean, he's doing triple duty in jobs right now. Uh, thankfully, that's easing up since Nora from Queens has officially wrapped up for at least his part of season two. Um, all of these exciting things are happening for Bowen. He you literally see him in headlines like every week i feel like on snl he's truly becoming one of the stars of the show and i think that um he really has a a future on weekend update because he continues to be a, an amazing show-stopping guest uh every time he pops up and does like a little skit on weekend update so i, I know that like michael shea and colin jost are going to be departing snl soon i think after this season um and I would love to see him up there as like a news anchor or something like that because he is so funny and uh, just pulls it off, man. He can pull anything off. And uh, just talking about the week of an SNL performer and how skits work and everything like that and how the writers work and just his journey of becoming a comedian and an actor and then uh, kind of falling into the whole writing thing with SNL. Um, it's just really amazing. And it just proves like the whole, you know, you're going to be rejected a lot as he was rejected from UCB and all of these amazing things. And look at him now, like he's starring in SNL. He is doing Nora from Queens. He's doing TV shows. Um, and of course this podcast, Lost Culturistas. And literally when I say I'm obsessed with the podcast, like I'm obsessed with it. It's the only thing I've been consuming for the past like three weeks, ever since I knew that like he was going to be coming on. I had listened to it before, but like it was kind of just like, oh, I'll listen depending on the guest and everything like that. And I I feel like I never really like paid attention to like the show itself. And ever since I really started doing that, I was like 
this is amazing and I want to listen to all the episodes. He has amazing guests on, like I mentioned, Ben Platt, Taylor Trench. Um, he has tons and tons and tons of musical theater, uh, Broadway and like TV actors and performers. Um, so it's amazing. Go check it out. It's a bunch of like entertainment industry people, but they're talking about current pop culture things and um, they kind of talk about like literally all kind of thing cultures but like in a fun way in a very um light and funny way and it's just super enjoyable and i highly recommend it so las culturistas it's on all all platforms uh that you listen to podcasts and everything like that this week's episode is with bianca del rio and that was released yesterday so go check it out it's his newest episode and uh yeah it's 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 a great time i honestly i know you all will love it um especially if you loved this interview today so there are some exciting things happening virtually i know obviously like all of this is exciting and like broadway's coming back and everything's happening uh but we also have like a lot of fun virtual things to look out for until then so we're gonna start off and just like a friendly little reminder here that high school musical the musical the series is going to be having their season two premiere tomorrow friday may 14th i'm so excited for it you're gonna be able to see andrew Barthelman, who was a take a bow guest joey serafini who was a take a bow guest roman banks who was in dear evan hansen and was the first person of color to play evan hansen um so he's gonna be joining this season as well as andrew Barthelman, and uh we're gonna see all of our favorite people um so i'm very excited for that we also have something excited to look out for on Friday, which is Breathe, a new musical. And this is literally going to be like a on-demand, like full like performance, I guess. Um, obviously, it was filmed, um, so that's hence the on-demand. But like it's going to be out there until July 2nd, so you'll have time if you can't do it like this week or this weekend or whatever it may be. But uh, anyways, let's get into what Breathe is and what who is in the cast. The cast is star-studded, and Tony Winners, Kelly O'Hara, Brian Stokes Mitchell, Patty Murin, Danae Benton, Matt Doyle, Max Clayton, um, all of these amazing performers that we all love to, to see are going to be performing in this new musical, Breathe Chronicles COVID-19's impact on five very different relationships with each couple's story uh, told by a different songwriter and a team of directors. Um, so it's a very fascinating new project that is still very new, obviously, as they talk about like the current times with COVID and everything like that. Um, and it's cool that it's going to be virtual because it's really going to have that COVID impact and just uh, have that background and everything like that. It's going to be really, really cool. And I'm really looking forward to it. So if you can, the tickets are $25. Um, it's going to be amazing. I swear to God. Um, and it starts May 14th, th this Friday, tomorrow, and uh, you can watch it until July 2nd, so you have time if you don't want to do it yet. Um, but definitely something to look into. And the last very exciting event we have going on this weekend is actually going to be taking place on Sunday, May 16th. It's 2021's annual miscast which is going to be premiering on youtube and it's a free broadcast that like literally features all of our favorite broadway stars who we've talked about it before will 
be performing songs uh, that they normally wouldn't be singing on like a Broadway stage. And they can kind of, they, this allows them to have a space that they're able to perform whatever song that kind of like speaks to them or whatever number speaks to them. Uh, and something that's not like a stereotype that you would be casted in because Broadway has some type casting going on, uh, which is no secret to uh, the industry or the public eye by any means. Um, so this really gives them a space for that. And uh, it's very exciting. I love miscast. I love to see uh, what people do and how they pull it off. Obviously, like we talked about it before with Joshua Colley, him, Luca Padovan, and Douglas Baldeo did the Skylar Sisters, and it was amazing. So it's just like things like that. So definitely check that out. It's going to be the second time that it's going to be online because it is an annual event, so they want to continue it even through COVID times. So um, definitely check it out. It's free on YouTube this Sunday. Let's turn it over to Eli's entertainment experience because this week we're going to talk a little bit about uh, something that Bowen and I had talked about but really glanced over. So in this week's Triple E segment, we're going to talk about John Glazer Loves Gear. So John Glazer Loves Gear is the TV show that Bo and I did together uh, a couple years ago. So I was in season one of this show that I literally fell in love with filming because it combined my two loves of sports and doing uh like acting uh and telling stories and doing tv and film and uh being able to like perform so in this show it's very odd because i am in almost every episode of both season one and season two however i'm the kid whose face is blurred out the entire time uh it's a very odd storyline especially for my character um and it's just like just the goofiest show it's a lot of improv um which is obviously like bowen's background that we talked a lot about so he enjoyed doing that um and uh he came along in season two as the sports expert because his first sports expert who was like this huge jock and like super super strong like his muscles like he was practically like a bodybuilder um and yeah he's just like super strong and like knows very manly i guess you could say uh, very masculine, um, and um, then in, he kind of like goes away, and something happens to him, which you'll have to watch to find out, um, and then Bowen is introduced in season two as the new spurt, the sports expert, and he's this rather feminine sports expert who like kind of knows what he's talking about, but also at the same time, it's kind of like John Glazer, who the show is about John Glazer loves gear, kind of telling him more about like the sports uh, equipment and all of these fun things that he's interested in that um, his he shared with his spurt, but now it's now like a odd relationship. Um, and I play John's son. Um, and so Bowen and I and John, we have a ton of scenes together. It's always the best time on set. And it, it's so hard not to like laugh because a lot of it is not scripted. And it's kind of just like, you know, you, you have lines and you have like this base, but really they're trying to get you out of it and kind of uh, doing some new things. Um, so just being on the set and learning, I've never done improv before or anything like that. So that was another thing that was really cool on top of like the whole sports and everything and like the cool places that I got to see and the fun things that I got to do in the show. Um, but also like 
being in a being surrounded by a show that does just improv and kind of having fun and just being silly it was something that was even cooler um because improv has always fascinated me um because it's really just having a conversation but like it's really just it's it's amazing how like fast people work even though like it's just a conversation like all conversations are improvised so it's really interesting when you really think about it and you like dive deep into it um but literally bowen is hilarious on the show go check it out if you haven't it's on true tv uh john glazer loves gear it's it's so funny it's really bizarre the storyline and you really won't see me even though you'll hear me uh and like kind of see my and you'll see my body just not my face um so you may not recognize me but you could probably recognize my voice um and bowen's hilarious on it as i mentioned before uh john glazer is also hilarious on it and it's a, a fabulous show it's just makes fun of people that are like obsessed with like sports so it's it's really fun go check it out i wish we could have had more time on the podcast we had already went over an hour to really talk about it with bowen and um but yeah so i figured i'd talk a little bit about it in this segment it's a very bizarre concept a very bizarre show a very bizarre role for me uh but it it was always a blast and that's how bowen and i met so it's only fitting that i share that story um the first day of rehearsal he was kind of like asking me um he was kind of like oh do you know like any of these sports terms and i was like oh yeah like this one's this and this one's this and he was like oh my god like wow like that's that's crazy and like that's literally like how we met and then ever since then we you know we've kind of like hit it off and stayed in touch and uh we had a blast filming this one this week and it was great to see him again i was glad i was able to get him on uh just to not only talk about snl but get a new side of the entertainment industry uh get an actor to his caliber he's he's a pretty big name um so i'm very excited to have him on the show and i hope you all enjoyed this week's episode so i'm gonna wrap up this week's episode thank you all for listening to episode 51 of take a bow episode 52 is coming out next week with the one and only natalie weiss and i'm so excited for it Uh, it's gonna be another great episode uh i will be recording it this week and i'm very excited for it so Stay tuned, and I hope to see you all next week. We have another exciting guest on top of this week's, and it's going to continue the one-year anniversary celebration of Take a Bow podcast. So thank you all, and I hope to see you all next week. Have a good week, everyone. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.